Uh, Ed Dufresne was ministering for us in September of the year 2000. Uh, he filled in the pulpit for Brenda and I. We were, I believe we were overseas or doing something like that. And uh, he ministered a powerful word. And tonight we're going to talk a lot about confidence and sonship and the father and different things like that. But uh, I've thought of the scripture today. He said, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. And Ed, uh, Dr. Dufresne, Brother Ed said something that just stuck with me. He says, I get care packages all the time. Amen. 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 So he is our supplier and he's sending care packages our way every day. And so that lines up with Psalm 68, 19 says, blessed be the Lord, our God, who daily loads us with benefits. That's from our heavenly father because he cares so much. So expect his care packages. They come in different ways. They come in different uh, forms. But I'll tell you what, he cares so much for you and so much for all of us. want to welcome all of you that are joining online. How y'all doing out there? Praise the Lord. Hello to Pastor Brenda and others. Thank you for joining with us tonight. We're in for a special time. Pastor Caleb's along with me. He had a few things in his heart he wants to share. We're going to pray. We're going to share together, and we're just going to believe God. Amen? Uh, Pastor Caleb is, and uh, Evelyn have come on full-time here uh, as of July 1st. We're excited about that. Uh, young adults, pastors, and working very, very diligently in several areas of the church already. Yes. And so you're doing a great job, and we're so glad to have you on board. And congratulations on your marvelous wedding. Yeah. Evelyn, yeah. stand Thank up. You. Praise the Lord. There's Evelyn, his wife. Such a blessing. So how are you doing today? Oh, I'm loving life. Thank you so much, Pastor Mark, for having me come up here and uh, minister with you. We've never done this before. Yeah, this is a first. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited about it. It's, it's going to be fun. a good time. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Well, you know, in kind of looking at uh, what we may talk about tonight, I have a couple of things in my heart I'll, I'll share as well. Uh, but Caleb sent me a, a text uh, yesterday as we were kind of circling the city and what to talk about and he said it seems good to approach the matter of confidence in prayer from the direction of sonship and he has some thoughts along those lines so Caleb just go ahead and open your heart open your bible and let's get into the word yeah so good evening everybody <laughs> and thank you again pastor mark for having me here we want to talk about confidence in prayer and approaching god in prayer with the perspective and understanding who we are in Jesus and who we are specifically as the children of God. You know, God, he could have just redeemed us from our sins. He could have washed us when he sent Jesus to die on the cross. And we could have been like the angels. But God had something much more in store for us. He wanted to make us his sons and daughters. Yes. He brought us into his family. You know, Jesus is actually an only child. Did you know that? <laughs> Jesus yeah. is an only child, but not anymore. Not anymore. Because now we have been adopted into the family of God. We actually have the nature of God inside of us. We have been born again, born of God, born of the Spirit of God. That who you are on the inside has been knitted with God the Father himself. Amen. Did you guys know there's three parts to who we are? We're spirit, soul, and body, right? Our spirit is already completely redeemed and joined with Jesus, is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians. Our souls were to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Our souls are being glorified. And even these bodies that we have, the Bible says that they're actually decaying right now. But guess what happens in just a little while? They're going to be raised up and glorified yes, as well amen. to be like his glorious body. Amen. Amen. God has brought us into his family to be his sons and his daughters. And, you know, Jesus gave a really popular sermon. It's probably the most popular sermon yeah. out there, I'd say. Sermon on the Mount. It's the Sermon on the Mount that goes from Matthew chapter 5 through Matthew chapter 7. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus approaches prayer several times. We're going to look at two of those times. So if you want to open up the Bible, go ahead and open up to Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to start off in verse 7. 
And that's from the New King James Version. New King James. And I believe we also have it up there on the screen. It should be up there as well. Praise the Lord. Go right ahead. That's right. So Jesus is giving this incredible sermon. And he's not wasting words. He's talking about the things that are very important. And he's bringing things in a way where people have never heard them before. He's speaking as the Son of God. And he's speaking to Jews. And people who knew they were redeemed. Or who knew that they were chosen by God. But they're living under Roman rule. And he's approaching them with concepts. And they never heard it taught like this before. That's right. And they would say, Jesus teaches as one having authority. But Jesus speaks to them about prayer in Matthew chapter 6 and verses uh, 7 through 13. Jesus said, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father... And see, he's talking about God as their Father. He's introducing them, God as your Father... He says, for your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. And he starts off, our father. Mm -hmm. He's saying, I want you, when you first start off in prayer, when you are approaching God, don't approach him as someone who's just far away. Who's someone who might care about you and who may not. He might know your name, he may know not. No, when you come to him, approach him as father. Approach him as a son, as a daughter, coming before him with confidence. Right. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You see, he's giving all glory and honor to the Father, recognizing how great the Father is. And yet he is saying, I want you to approach him as your father. I want you to approach him as your dad. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be taught that you're just a lowly worm, that you're worthless, that who are you to even pray to God? You know, there's religions out there that say you're not worthy to talk to God. You need to pray to a certain saint to pray on your behalf. You need to ask somebody else to pray for you because you're too unworthy. But Jesus is breaking all that when he says you approach him as father. I kind of grew up like that a little bit uh, where you had to kind of go through a person to get to God. And, of course, we had all the saints in the church surrounding us. I got scared as a kid. (laughs) But that was an understanding that I didn't get until I got born again. That my father loves me and that he is approachable. Amen. Amen. That's the picture he's painting. Your father is approachable. Approach him as a father. Yeah. And you see again, just in the next chapter, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus speaks about prayer again. Prayer is important to Jesus. And he's saying this. He's still speaking on the mountain. He's talking to the same group of people. This is part of the same sermon, okay? Yeah. And he's telling them, you need to ask. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, people could have a mentality of whatever's going to be, will be. If God wants it to happen, it's going to happen. And if he doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. And so people approach God with prayer and they're like, Lord, if you want this to happen, Lord, we pray that it would. Um, But you know what? You're going to do your will anyway. So why am I even praying? Right. It's important that we pray. You know, James says, you do not have because you do not ask. You have not because you ask not. That's right. So in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, Jesus is still speaking and he says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Mm -hmm. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what, or what man is there among you if his son asks... Now look what Jesus is doing. He's tying it back around to, give us to, under, to get us to understand how to approach God. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, what man among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? 
Listen to Jesus. He says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Yes. You see, Jesus is in, he's emphasizing asking and he's also emphasizing the goodness of the father. Yeah. And he's saying, if you, even though you were born in sin and you live in a sin cursed earth and you may have grown up in a rough household, but still, if your child comes and they ask you for bread or they ask you for an egg, are you going to give them something hard? Are you going to give them something that can harm them? No, you're going to give them what they ask for. Yeah, because you love them because you care for them. And Jesus is saying the father God loves you and he wants you to approach him. Yes. And he wants you to ask, you know what, um, when I was in Rama in my second year down there, yeah. um, it was the hardest time I've ever had so financially. what year were you down there? When was your first year? First year was 2007. Wow. Yep. You know, Caleb grew up in the church mostly. He told me of a time where uh, we were dancing in the Holy Ghost, or we are having a Holy Ghost meeting. Yes, a Holy Ghost over, meeting. Over there on Royal Avenue. Mm-hmm. He told me this a, a few weeks back. When he was four years old, what was happening? Yeah, we were, done, we were dancing up and down the stairs in unison. Yeah. And we weren't the only ones dancing. Everybody was dancing all around the church. There was hanky spinning. And I still remember it vividly. And then somehow I ended up in the front. I was a little goofball, believe it or not. And then Pastor Mark and I are dancing up and down the stairs wow. in unison. Our feet were moving at the That's same amazing. time. And his legs were a lot longer than mine. <laughs> They still wow. are a bit, but this is such a good word, Caleb. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, Matthew 7, you know, how much more? I can remember Dad Hagen, you know, preaching along those lines. And he would say, much, much more. How Amen. much more? Much, much more does our Father love us. Yeah, that's so, such a revelation to get hold of. Amen. Amen. And actually, just to relate it back to my own parents. So I was in second year Rama, went down there. There were some bills that I wasn't expecting, uh, partly because of a roommate of mine and Uh partly because of uh, not understanding what it was like to get my own apartment and me put down all the deposit and everything. So I was running very tight. And so I didn't have enough money Is to buy food. Is that why you were eating at the Waffle House all the time? Uh, well, just a couple times <laughs> over there. But I didn't have enough money to eat at the Waffle House, actually. You guys, I didn't. I had, like, nothing. There was nothing left. Wow. And I was like, I'm not going to call my parents. I'm going to trust God. God, you're my father. You're going to provide. So what happened was a, a friend of ours, I don't know how they heard, but they worked over at Panera Bread. And they brought over a whole garbage bag full of loaves of bread, Ooh. and they just dropped it off to us. So for about a week or two, I was just eating a loaf of bread a day and drinking milk. Oh, my goodness. And that was it. So, I mean, I was, I was struggling for a bit there, but then my job ended up picking yeah. up. And, and, um, and so anyway, some time so instead passes. Instead of the Pillsbury Doughboy, you became the Panera Doughboy. The Panera Doughboy, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry and about that. So Jehovah Jireh did come through. And when I told my dad about it, he was mad. Both my parents were upset with me. Yeah. Caleb, you're down there starving and you didn't call us up. Why didn't you just ask? Yeah. We would have sent you some funds. We would have sent you more than enough yeah. to get you by. Right. And they were upset with me for not asking, for not making it known to them. Is that right, Dad? Yeah. I didn't, my dad's sitting right over there, by the way. Stephen yeah. Pape. Yeah. And he was upset with me, but I needed to ask. You know, but I mean, that's, that's just my dad and he's a great man, but you know, he's not perfect and he's not God. But just like Pastor Mark was saying, how much more more? will your father in heaven give to those who ask? Yes. Everyone say much, much more, much, much more. Oh yeah. Glory to God. Amen. So good. Well, you know, of course, you know, we're talking about the greatness of the love of the father. And us as his children, another verse of scripture is First John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. And I'll read it and, co- and you can comment on it, Caleb. Mm-hmm. It says, Behold, what manner the love the, the love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Praise God. Amen. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, this is great. Now we are the children of God. Now we are the sons of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Amen. Amen. And he's talking about the love of the Father again. 
you know, over and over through the, throughout the word, it's talking about the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. You guys know John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So you understand when it's saying God right there, it's saying the Father. Yeah. So loved the world that he gave his one and only son, right? And now right here we see how great is the love the Father has lavished upon us. Yes. You see, it's not like he parceled it out. Yeah. He lavished it upon us. Yeah. That we should be called the sons of God. Yes. And again, going back to, he didn't just wash us from sin mm-hmm. and say, you're good now. No. He said, no, I am purchasing you as my own. I am mm-hmm. ransoming you and I am adopting you into my family wow. to be my sons and my daughters. Yes. Meaning he wants a close and intimate relationship with us. Mm-hmm. He is a good, good father. And we can approach him in that way. It should give us confidence. You know, the price that the father paid to make us his children, it was not a little price. Not a small price. We We weren't bought with things of this world like silver and gold. No. We were bought with the precious blood of Jesus, the Son of God. We were bought with the life of God's own Son. Mm -hmm. How precious we are to Him. How much He loves us. That He sent His own Son to purchase us. You know, even Jesus prayed in the garden, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. That might have been the only time throughout eternity where the will of the Son was different from the will of the Father. Mm. But Jesus prayed, not my will, but your will be done. Because it was going to hurt. It was going to be painful in more ways than one. Yes, yes. And to have the eyes to be able to see that. Eyes to see and ears to hear how much the Father loves us. Amen. That's what the Apostle Paul prayed for the churches continuously. Mm -hmm. He prayed the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he would give unto the church at Ephesus, the church in the Bay Area, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Uh, Having the knowledge of his great love. Oh, I tell you what, that is what the body of Christ needs to see so that they can lay hold with confidence all of their rights, all of their privileges that belong to them in Christ Jesus. We're heirs of God. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. But it's because of the price that was paid, like you're talking about. Amen. It's because of the price that was paid. That price that was paid was great, and it had to be great. Yes. God is serious when it comes to sin. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just brush it aside. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. death yeah. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Why is it through Christ Jesus? Because he's the one who made a way. Yeah. He's the one who is the way. He's the one who paid the price. You know, the one who redeemed you is actually going to be the one sitting on the throne who judges as well. Yeah. He loves us so much. God purchased us with the blood of his own son. And we see in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly. Yeah, boldly. Coming boldly before God's throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Mm -hmm. You know what sticks out to me in this scripture? Is that now being sons and daughters of God, the children of God, we could come boldly before God, before his throne of grace to actually obtain mercy. When do you need mercy? You need yeah. mercy when you mess up. Yeah. You need mercy when you miss it, when you've, when you've gone the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that we could actually come boldly before him, even when we make a mistake, even when we mess yes. up. Wow. You think about it. He's the father. We're talking about sonship and fatherhood. He is the father of mercies. Amen. Plural. Mercies of forgiveness, mercies of healing, mercies when we've found, oh, thank God for the throne of grace and finding mercy in our time of need. Thank you, Lord. That's so powerful, isn't it? Amen. Amen. It's powerful to know that God is merciful. Yeah. That he's a merciful father to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of fathers you grew up with. Right. Maybe some of you have had good fathers and maybe some of you have, have not, to say the least. But the father that we are talking about, he is a good father. Yeah. He is kind and he is merciful. 
He's the kind of God, if you, if you understand who He is, and you see the goodness and the love of the Father, He's the kind of God and the kind of Father that when you mess up, if you know who He is, you're going to come running to Him, yeah. not running away from Him. You're going to run to him saying, Father, I messed up. Lord, I did it again. God, I messed up maybe in the same area, maybe multiple times. But you're going to find yourself running to him, not away, when you understand that he is a loving, good, gracious father. And it says that he actually delights in showing mercy. Yes, he does. And the Bible says you could come boldly before this throne of grace. That you could come boldly and receive mercy when you need it. You could come boldly and receive grace Mm -hmm. when you need it. The strength... You know, this life is hard and it's not easy on anyone. No one gets a pass on life. You know, Jesus at the end of that Sermon on the Mount that we were talking about, he talked about a storm that would come. He said, what shall I liken these people to who hear these words of mine and put them into practice? He says, the waves and the wind beat against this house, this house that was built upon a rock. This storm came, but the person who puts my word into practice, they withstood the storm. Because their house was built upon a rock. Not because they heard the word simply, but because they did it. Mm -hmm. But Jesus goes on to say, what will I liken the person to who hears these words of mine and does not do it? They're like someone foolish who built their house on sand. And that same storm came. And that house fell and great was its fall. Because they were simply a hearer and not a doer of the word. But Mm -hmm. my point is the storms of life come to everyone. And maybe sometimes we do fall. And maybe sometimes we do stumble. But if we understand the heart of the Father, then we should come running to Him. Come running to the mercy seat. And He will restore you. He'll wash you white as snow. Mm -hmm. He'll, He'll restore your confidence. He'll restore your boldness in life again as you go before Him. Even when you make a mistake and even when you fail. Yes. He is good and He is loving. Oh, that's so good. Praise the Lord. Let's raise our hands and thank Him for that. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we come right now. Hallelujah. To Hallelujah. the throne of grace. Boldly, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, we magnify your name, Lord. Oh, confidence. Have faith in the love of God. Yes. Have faith in the mercy of God. Know and believe the love that I have toward you. Yes. And as you know it, you're building your house upon the rock of revelation knowledge. And that revelation knowledge of how much the Father loves you will dispel fear on every, every corner of life. Yes. So there is no fear in the love of God. There's no fear in the life of God. Have faith in me, says the Lord, and fear will have to flee. Fear will have to run from you as in terror. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so we pray We pray right now for a few moments. Just take a little prayer break. We pray right now for that revelation of the love of God. That we're talking about tonight. The love of God. The eyes of people's hearts, Lord God, would be flooded with light, Lord. No, 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 no more religious tradition. No more, no more roadblocks of, of legalism. No more, no more of that. Oh, but an open heaven, an open throne coming boldly, (laughs) coming boldly to the throne of grace, coming confidently to obtain that which has been obtained for us, to obtain that which belongs to us in Christ Jesus. Thank you, God. Power together with all the saints, Lord, to comprehend your love. What is the length and width and depth and height of your love, this love that surpasses knowledge, God? Reveal to us the love of the Father, Lord. Reveal Mm -hmm. to us in such a way so that we would come boldly before you, God, with every need, Lord. Lord, with with every frailty of our lives, Lord God, with every mishap, Lord, that we would come boldly before you because you are our life. You are the strength of our life. You are our portion and you are our source forevermore, faithful King. 
Yes. Hallelujah. Let us see you as you are. Strip away, Lord, all the religiosity, Lord, all yeah. the religion that has gotten right. in the way yeah. to paint a picture of you as someone who is stoic and hard and harsh yeah. and judgmental. You did not send your son yes. into the world to Thank condemn the world, Opening but rather that the world will be redeemed Opening through him. Hallelujah. Father, you Opening are merciful oh, and you are loving and you are kind and you are not God far away, but you are God inside of us. Hallelujah. The hope of glory. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Give us confidence oh, again, Lord. No matter what the past has looked like, Father God. Lord, tonight let us make a new commitment that we will walk with you. That when we make a mistake, we will run to you. That we will have confidence in the presence of our good and faithful Father because of what Jesus did, not because of what we've done. Because of the price that you paid, God. Not because of our own goodness or our own righteousness, but because of what you've done, including us in yourself and in your family, God. Thank you, Lord, that you are patient with us, that you are working in us, that you are training us up and growing us to be like your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We praise you and thank you for sonship. So don't allow condemnation to separate you from the throne room. Don't allow your past to linger in your soul and drag you down and bog you down for condemnation kills confidence but yea rise up rise up and know this that there is nothing nothing that shall ever ever separate you from my love says the Lord hallelujah so you can arise and boldly say I am more than a conqueror in him I'm more than a conqueror through him that loves me love loves me so I speak to condemnation I speak to the fear I speak to those things that would try to hold us and tether us to this natural realm and I rise up in faith and I rise up in confidence and I come cheerfully I come fearlessly I come boldly with a sense of belonging to the throne of grace. So let's lift our hands. And we can pray this prayer for one another. We can pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in the church, all of our members, all of our partners. We can pray for those people that are struggling. They feel like they're not enough. Well, I got news for you. In the natural realm, none of us are enough. None of us are anything in and of our own self. But all the revelation of who we are and what we have in Christ Jesus will set people free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bring that understanding, God. Mm -hmm. Bring that revelation to us more and more, God. Hallelujah. Of your goodness, of your love and your kindness. Hallelujah. Jesus, in John chapter 17, you prayed and you said that the Father has loved us even as he has loved you. How awesome. How awesome that is that you love us, Father, even the same way that you love your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Hallelujah. We thank you for sonship. Hallelujah. We thank you that we are accepted. Jesus, you were rejected on the cross so that we can be accepted. Accepted. Hallelujah. You were cursed so that we could be free from every curse. You were beaten so we can be healed. Jesus, you paid it all. Your life was poured out to cover all of our sin and to wash it all away so that now in Christ Jesus, we could become the righteousness of God. What you did, Jesus, was enough and was more than enough. Hallelujah. So we make much of the blood of Jesus. We make much of what Jesus did on the cross. Mm. And we say, thank you for what you did on the cross. Because now I have boldness. Because now I have confidence. Because now every promise that is in God, hallelujah, is yes to me in Christ Jesus. Because of what you have done, faithful God. Mm Hallelujah. There is no more timidity for the children of God. There is no fear for the sons and the daughters of God. No, we rise up in faith 
as ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we confidently move forward in this life, in this sin-cursed earth. Mm-hmm. We are light. We are salt here. Yeah. Hallelujah. Shining with the glory of the Father, making known everywhere the fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord. Shine through us yes. as your sons and daughters in Jesus' wow. name. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think we should shout a minute. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise glory, you, Father. Glory, Thank glory, you, God. Glory, glory. Thank you for what you did. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Thank you, God. This came up in my heart as we were praying, as we've been here together tonight. And it's the, it has to do with the, the word ask. And it has to do with people waiting on God. And God is saying, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to ask. I'm waiting on you to let your petitions be made known unto me. Amen. You're my son. You're my daughter. Don't let anything hold you back from asking. For there is so much that I desire to do for you. There is so much I desire to do in your life, in your family, in your church. And there is so much that I also want to do through you. So be bold to ask. The blood of Jesus has given you that right. The blood of Jesus has given you that privilege. Don't be afraid to ask. Now, when you ask, you want to ask according to the will of God. You want to ask according to the will of God, which is the word of God. You find the will of God in what? The word of God. I like 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, 15. I'll just quote it for you. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he what? Hears us. He hears us. And whatsoever we ask, we know, praise God, that we have the petitions that we desired of him because we ask according to the will of God. Amen. The Amplified says it this way. And this is the confidence, the assurance the privilege of boldness. Amen. <laughs> Praise <on>. the Lord. <laughs> the privilege of boldness, which we have in ourselves. Amen. No. The boldness we have in Him. Amen. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to His will, in agreement with His own plan, He listens to and He hears us. Next verse. And since, go ahead and read it with me, Caleb. We can see it up there. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted as our present possessions the requests we made of him. So I just want to exhort you. He's waiting on you to ask. There's things he wants to do for you. And no good thing... Will he withhold from you as you walk uprightly? We don't come on the basis of our flesh. We don't come on the basis of our own merits. Mm -hmm. We come to him. David Ingalls sang that old song. We come to him on the basis of the blood. Yes. On the basis of the blood. Read that verse, uh, Caleb, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 and 20. I tell you, we get to preaching here. I think we could preach all night. (laughs) Tag team preach. Amen. (laughs) In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19 and 20, it emphasizes boldness again. Yeah. All right. We read in Hebrews chapter 4 earlier. Now this is Hebrews chapter 10. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. You see, this boldness that we have does not have anything to do with us. No. And that's where we get off and that's where religiosity sets in. 
-hmm. You see, religion tells you you have to be good enough to approach God. Right. You have to be good enough to receive anything from God. You're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. Right. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like the accuser. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the accuser. I think I've heard that a time or two in my life. <laughs> it sounds like the deceiver. When you hear that voice in your head saying that, well, you can't even talk to God right now. You're not good enough. You go back and you say, you know what, if it was all up to me, right. you're right, I wouldn't be. Yeah. But you know what? Jesus has qualified me. Mm -hmm. What he did, I've been pre-qualified yeah. for all these benefits that are in Christ Jesus on the basis of what on Jesus did and what the, the Father blood. did in sending his son for us. You see, in both situations in Hebrews, it's talking about how this new covenant is better than the old covenant. This covenant, this relationship that we have with God, this agreement that we have. Because this new agreement that we have with God is based on the blood, which is referring to the life of Jesus. Wow. Yeah. When the Bible speaks of blood, it's talking about life for people who are, do not speak Christianese. And you hear mm -hmm. us talking about the blood all the time. In the Bible, the blood represents life. It says the lifeblood. Yeah. The blood of Jesus is talking about the life of God being poured out for us. Yes. The wages of sin is death, but that full wage, that was paid in full through the life of Jesus Christ. And through the life of Jesus, we have confidence and we have boldness. We have sonship. We have standing in the presence yes, of God. Yes, yes, yes. We're talking to you tonight about approaching God with boldness mm -hmm. and confidence as children. Yeah, yeah. Ephesians 3.12 says this. It says, in whom we have boldness. Say it with me. We have boldness. We have boldness. And it says, and access with confidence by the faith of him. Amen. I read a little uh, newsletter today from uh, Mark Hankins. I want to quote him. And I think he'll probably segue into Romans 8.15 here in a moment. But uh, Mark said this. He said that righteousness gives you boldness in your prayer life. In your prayer life. Amen. And I love how he says this, God does not want, to, want you dragging, crawling, or sliding into his presence. God wants you to walk in saying, Abba, Father, Daddy God, Amen. you are my Father, and I am your child. Romans 8. Amen. Romans 8, and then verse 15. Yes. It says, For you did not receive the Spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. But listen to the spirit that you did receive. But you received the spirit of sonship. Sonship, yeah. This is the spirit you have received. Yeah. This is the spirit that is joined and one with your spirit. You have received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Yeah. Or Daddy, God. Yeah. You see, this life that we are living now, we're not living according to a written law. But we do live according to the law of the Spirit. Yeah. You see, we want to set our minds on the things of the Spirit mm -hmm. and not the things of this world or the things of the flesh. If you live by the Spirit, you're going to have life and peace, the Bible says. As the children of God, we need to learn how to listen to the Spirit of yes. God within us. Yeah. And one of the things that the Spirit of God starts off crying off inside of you, crying out inside of you, is Abba, Father. Yeah. You know, I don't know about a lot of you guys... Um, how many of you have children in here? Yeah? Now, how many of you, your child's first word was daddy? Yeah. Dada. Dada. How many of you? First word. Not mama. I was, we got it on Dada. camera. Dada. My Dada. son's first word was dada. That was, <laughs> I got it recorded. His first word was dada. And look at what it's saying right here. We received a spirit of sonship. And he is giving us some first words yeah. in the spirit. That's I remember Brenda saying, Dad, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was proud. Somebody else was not. You know, <laughs> the, the message translation, we're talking about, you know, confidence and sonship and being able to hear from God. And the message translation where it says, Abba, Father, it says, what's next, Papa? What's next, Papa? What's Come next? On. Amen. How many of you know there's next for all of us? Oh, yeah. There's next for the body of Christ. Good things are in store. Amen. Well, you know, the, the Spirit of God, he, um, 
He intercedes for the saints in yes. line with the will of the Father. Yes, he does. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession with groans that words cannot express. Yeah. That's when you're praying in the Spirit. Oh, yeah. And it's the Holy Spirit who causes you to cry out, Abba, Father. Yeah. He's the one helping you to pray to God. And mm-hmm. you're praying a perfect prayer. The Bible says when you give praise in tongues you give, yeah. or give thanks, you give you thanks, give thanks well. well. Yeah. Amen. And when you pray in line with the Spirit, you're praying according to the will of Come God. Come on. And what did it say in First John that you read earlier? Yeah. If we ask anything according to His will... He hears us. He hears us. Yeah. And if we know that He hears us, we know we have the petition that we have asked of Him. Guess what? When you're praying, stay in tune to the Spirit. That's yeah, good. Stay in tune to the Spirit because you'll have a sense on the inside. You'll have a confidence rise up from within Mm -hmm. you by the Spirit. This is according to the will of God. Can I share a story real quick? Absolutely. It's a recent story, actually. Um, I live in uh, San Ramon, and I live really close to a place over there called Bishop Ranch in San Ramon. Are you guys familiar with it? Bishop Ranch City Center? Well, guess what? At Bishop Ranch City Center, if you could get a spot... You could actually charge your electric car over there for free. Free? That's good. Yeah, and the Lord blessed me with a Tesla. So I was like, you know what? I want to park over there and charge my car for free. It's my favorite price. <laughs> and, um, and then I'm going to run from there to the gym. And then my car could charge while I go work out. And then I'll run back. It's, only, it's about a mile difference between there and 24-hour fitness. And so, but it's always packed. Yeah. And most of the time when I go over there, there's, there's not a spot for me to park. And so I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God. Yeah. But then I thought, do I really want to ask though? Because if I ask and I really believe for it and I don't get one, I'm going to be disappointed. Right. Right? Um, has anybody ever felt like that? You're like, you know what? I want to ask, but then if it doesn't happen, then I want to pray and I want to ask the Father. But if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed and upset. So I'd rather just not ask at all. I think that's a mentality that people can have. Yeah. But we need to see God as a gracious father. Yeah, that's right. So I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to ask and I'm going to really believe you yeah. for a spot. So Father God, I ask that you would give me a spot over there so I could charge my car while I go work out. And it's a small thing. It's not a big deal. I mean, I charge at home as well. But over there, it's free. So I go and I pull up over there and I see somebody backing out. And I'm like, all right, perfect timing. And then you know what? Somebody else snatched the spot before I go. The I said, devil. you stole my blessing. That's the devil. That's what? the devil. And I was like, ah. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to pull around. I'm just going to drive to the other side because there's a space in between where these charges are. So I'm going to drive to the other side. And I see another spot. This person's backing yeah. out. But as soon as they back out, it was right where the driveway is going up. And the, somebody else zip, zipped right in there ahead of me again. Yeah. And I was, I, was, I was starting to feel frustrated. And I was like, Maybe uh, unworthy. I was like, Lord, <laughs> am I not your son? I actually pray, when I prayed to God, I actually said, Lord, as as a, as your son, I ask in Jesus' name that you give me a spot. That's how I prayed earlier. Yeah. And so then somebody took that second spot, and uh, and I wasn't going to fight for it. I mean, I, I could jump out of my car, but I was. It wasn't worth it, you guys. Right. So right. I was. I was like, no. okay. Well, you know what. Praise God, whatever. So I go and I start turning around. I'm starting to feel upset on the inside because I was like, Lord, I believed you for that. Yeah. I asked you for it. Yeah. And then I turn around again and I was like, you know what? I'm still going to stay in faith until I pull out of this garage. Yeah. And I wasn't going to hang around all day to be like, well, Lord, the yeah. Lord answered my prayer. It's like, I'm just going to go park. And so as I turn around again, a third car pulls out. And nobody else is there. And God gave me my spot. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. But, you know, it stood out to me as I got out of the car and I locked it up and I went running to the gym. I was thinking, that's the reason why a lot of people don't ask. Because they do not want to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. And because they've been disappointed before, they don't ask again. Mm -hmm. They give up, like Mike said right there. They can give up. You know, the the thing I think about that when when you're given that testimony, persistence. Persistence in prayer. Mm-hmm. Confidence. Through faith and patience, we inherit the parking place. Amen. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Praise God. And you ran a mile up there and worked out and, and ran a mile back. And ran a mile back. I thought you were looking a little skinnier. Good Thank for you. You. <laughs> you know, we can have confidence in approaching him. Why? Because he is a good father. You see, a lot of people do not doubt the ability of God. No. They That's doubt right. the willingness yeah, of God. Yeah, true. 
But you know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30 that the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Come on. That he rises to show you compassion. Mm -hmm. God has called us his sons and daughters for a reason. I had a teacher at Rhema, and he said this. Doug Jones, actually. Oh, yeah. Doug Jones, if you're watching, hello. I'm sure he is, he, hey, Doug. Most likely. Put that ice cream down, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so Doug Jones would say, if the father, if he gave the blood of his son to ransom you, is he going to withhold anything? No. You know, that actually comes out of Romans chapter 8 as well. Yeah. It says, He who did not spare his own son, own son but, but gave him up for us all, how will also he not also, also, along with him, graciously, graciously give us all things? Yeah. You know, I remember the, the first time, I think it was the first time I really put my faith out there for something. Yeah. Um, I actually I had a bit of a poverty mentality. Mm -hmm. I've known since I was a little kid I was going to be a minister. And so I just grew up thinking, well, I'm probably going to be poor. Right. That was my mentality. Yeah. And I actually thought it wasn't good for ministers to be right. wealthy. Right. And so, um, so I began to have my mind changed a little bit and started to align my mind with the Word of God and yeah. not religious thinking. Transformed. Transformed yeah. by the renewing of my, my mind. I was listening to a little bit of uh, Keith Moore, if you've heard of yeah. him before. He's a yes. He's a struggling preacher from Florida yeah. and Branson. <laughs> Two places. Yeah. He has a jet so he could fly from one place yeah. to the other yeah. one. Because God's making him efficient. Yeah. So I remember first year of Rhema this was. And that's actually in 2007. And guess what came out that year? The iPhone. Okay. The iPhone. The first smartphone came out in 2007. And man, I wanted one. Okay. But it was like $500. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to spend that much money for something like that. Yeah. And so um, anyway, they announced... That, uh, well, I'm on, uh, I came home for, for break. I forgot what it was. I think it was Christmas break. So I came home for Christmas break, and my little brother had an iPhone, and I'm playing with it. And I was like, hmm. I said, Father, I said, you're rich. Yeah. I said, Father God. And this is probably my first time praying, just asking God for something in faith mm -hmm. like this. I said, Father God, I ask you for an iPhone. And I believe I receive it in Jesus' name. And I felt joy in my heart. Yeah. My father was glad yeah. that I asked. Yeah, good. I felt, and I, and I just said, wow, I have an iPhone. Yeah. And so I go back down to Rhema, and it turns out in the young adults class, they had a competition. And the winner of the competition won a iPhone. Oh, how'd you know? <laughs> and I was like, that's it right there. So guess what? I won the competition. I won the iPhone. Yeah. And they said, do you want the iPhone or do you want the money? And yeah. I said, well, I said, you know what? I'm going to take the money, but because I think they're going to come out with a new version yeah. and I'm just going to save up and I'm going to get the new version when yeah. it comes out. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys, there was some uh, financial times that came up after that, but I did not touch that money because I was yeah. like, that's iPhone money. And that's God came through in different ways. But you know what was interesting to me right there was I felt the delight of the father. Yeah. Good. That he was glad that he... You know, with the sower, with the talents, the, the parable of the talents, mm -hmm. you know, when they hand them out, you get five, you get two, you get one. When the person who got the one talent, remember he buried it, he mm -hmm. didn't do anything with it. And you know how he approached the master, he said, because I know you, yeah. that you are a hard man, mm -hmm. that you reap or you don't sow. And he's judging the character of the master. And the master was not like that, but it's the way the servant saw it. So the servant didn't do anything with what he had. Right. And I think that's how we could see God yeah. sometimes. Yeah. We could see God as stingy, or maybe we grew up in a family where yeah. there wasn't enough, and so you, you just became accustomed to not asking. Yeah. But I believe the Father delights when we ask, when we seek that, Him. That's why He says it over and over through the Word. That transformation process is so important. The renewing of our mind. You went from having sort of a poverty mindset over the process of time, getting your mind renewed, feeling confident, becoming more aware of your sonship, and then bold to ask. And yes. what that did for you is it set you on a course. Amen. And now you're able to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from asking to asking. Yes. And that is the will of God for everyone in this room tonight. Amen. That is the will of God for all of you that are watching online don't be afraid to ask. You're a son of God. Amen. You're an heir of God. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I think we ought to do some asking tonight. We're yeah. probably about, oh, you know, eight, nine minutes before we need to close. But we're going to do some asking. Amen? Amen. And so let's believe God together. Amen. Who here tonight 
would need a touch from heaven in their physical body. And you want to ask the Lord to touch you physically. You just go ahead and stand to your feet right now in the name of Jesus. And we can all come boldly together on the, to the throne of grace. We can come corporately together yes. as a congregation here tonight. We can come together and we can lift up these needs before the throne of God. And you, as you're prayed for tonight, just lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and believe that you receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Caleb, I'm going to ask you to go around and, and, and touch people and, and put your hands upon them. Steve, you're back there as well. And Pastor Tom, if you would, please. And Sabrina, you could find uh, you know someone to pray for. Praise the Lord. And, and Evelyn, you go ahead and pray. And let's all pray a corporate prayer. Let's declare this together. Say it with me, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, we come boldly now to the throne of grace, asking for the healing power of God to flow into my body. I pray now, and I believe that I receive the anointing for healing from the crown of my head unto the soles of my feet in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Brother, back there, go ahead and pray. Get up and pray with some people. Yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. We need some more soldiers to be praying for some folks that are... Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for Kathy. Thank you for the healing power of God working in her brother come on up and help it help me pray would you praise the lord god bless you amen thank you lord jesus go ahead place your hands on her hands lord we thank you we thank you for the anointing that destroys the yoke we thank you for the holy anointing that destroys every yoke removes every burden in the name of jesus hallelujah father I set myself in agreement with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May. Come on over here, sister. May. Right here. Hallelujah. We're coming boldly to the throne of grace. <laughs> I just join my faith with Mike. Thank you, Father. <laughs> the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Thank you, Lord. It is done. It is finished. Hallelujah. Every fiber, every homra, gesapanea, We join our faith. Brother, did you need prayer? Are you standing up? Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, we appropriate the power of God. You need prayer back there? Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody wants to be saved, they can be saved tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's power in agreement, guys. There's such power in this place tonight. If two of you shall agree on earth that such in anything that they'll ask, it'll be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Thank you, Father. For Helen, we thank you that the hand of the Lord is upon her for good. And all the days of her life are blessed in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we lift up Denise before the you tonight. I know, praise God, you're a friend of Denise. We prayed for her the other night. Lord, we thank you right there in her hospital room. Thank you for touching Denise. Thank you for touching Sade and the sister and the son in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. From the crown of their heads, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for increase, increase, Lord, increase in this house, increase in the families. We prophesy abundance in the name of Jesus. 
Not just a trickle, haha, but the overflow of abundance, Father, in this house and in the households of faith. Thank you, Master, for it. In the name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Let's lift our hands and thank Him. Let's lift our hands and thank Him. Glory to God. Now I want everyone to stand, if you would. Everyone to stand. Praise the Lord. I, I've done quite a bit of uh, communicating recently with different ministers and, and different friends um, that are in battles physically. And uh, so I want us to, as a church, I want us to hold up our minister friends, our pastors that are, are battling things. There's a gentleman in Peru right now, Rod, Ron Thiessen, that's battling something in his physical body. I, I spoke to someone yesterday uh, whose wife uh, just had major surgery at MD Anderson in Houston, Texas, and she is in recovery. And a very, very close friend of mine uh, will be undergoing some uh, radiation. Um, these things are attacks of the, of the enemy, and we have faith. And faith knows no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And the thing that uh, I saw and that I had in my heart was this scripture. You know, the devil has a game plan. You know, just like the, uh, the, the 49ers or the Giants or the Warriors, they, they have strategy. They have a, a game plan. Well, Jesus said this to Simon. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But he says, but I have prayed for you. As sons, with confidence, with boldness, we are one with the great intercessor. We are one with Jesus. And so as we pray, it is as if he's praying. Because joined unto him. But I have prayed for you that your faith found not. And when you are strengthened or when you are converted, go and strengthen your brethren. So the devil's game plan is to drain, not just ministers, but anybody who gets hold of revelation, his plan is to drain, to weaken, to wear down our faith through continual pressure, disappointments, and discouragement. And he wants us to, us to do is to back down from us using our faith and taking a strong stand on what belongs to us. But we ain't going to let it happen. Come on. We got our foot down. Yes. We got our foot on top of the devil's neck. Amen. So, Father, right now, come on, lift your voice up, lift your hands up. We come to you, Lord, tonight on behalf of those ministers, on behalf of those pastors. We come against you, devil. You take your hands off of them. Take your hands off of their families. Take your hands off of their bodies. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, quicken each and every body. Quicken their souls. Quicken their bodies. In the name of Jesus, we speak a word of divine courage. We speak the word of divine confidence. We speak a word of divine strength. We plead the blood of Jesus over our loved ones. We plead the blood of Jesus over our members, over our partners. But we say enough is enough. We put our foot down in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, right now, that you would stretch forth your hand, stretch forth thine hand to heal, and grant signs and wonders to be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Caleb, finish it up with a strong prayer of faith. Pastor Tom, come to the platform if you would. We're going to close. Pastor Caleb is going to is going to just top it off with a strong prayer. Amen. Have you enjoyed tonight? It has been good. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for sonship, God.
Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the life of God is made ours through Jesus Christ. I thank you that healing is the children's bread. And we could come boldly to the Father anytime and eat from His table and receive healing and life in our bodies. I pray that your sons and daughters would rise up with confidence from this night forward, seeing who they are in Christ, seeing themselves as favored child of a loving, faithful God. Hallelujah. That they would not be dissuaded or discouraged in any way, any way by any distraction or any accusation of the enemy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. They would recognize the accusation from the enemy and they would say, no, you are a liar. That they would rise, that they would rise up as a sons and daughters of God and they would begin to ask you, Father, for great things, for mighty things, because you are mighty, because you are able, because you are willing. Fill us with the knowledge of your will, with our wisdom and spiritual understanding, so we can pray and ask according to your will, God, and we could see heaven invade earth, and we could see the will of God flourish in us and through us, faithful King. Be glorified in us, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's time to shout. It's time to go out with a praise. It's time to go out with a dance. It's time to go out with a little spin. Amen. Amen. How many of you got some pep back in your step tonight? Amen. Some fuel for your spirit, man. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Caleb, for doing such a wonderful job. And thank you for participating. We're going to sing. We're going to go. Don't miss Sunday morning like Dad Hagen used to say. If you miss Sunday morning, you miss half your life. Church days affect all of our days. I am better for being here tonight. Absolutely. Praise the Lord.